0: You are listening to Wayfinder, one of the new tracks from Kingdom of Giants here on the Modern Punk podcast. I'm Sebastian Mackay and this week I'm chatting with Donna Willicks, a vocalist and songwriter for the Kingdom of Giants. We're talking about the new album Passenger, how the band is slowly turning into something that makes money. Fun fact, but the most they've made off the tour is $300 each. We're also going to be looking at whether or not Dana has been aging out of the songs that he's been writing. You're on the More Than Punk podcast. And this is Kingdom of Giants. Hey, but thank you for chatting with me, man. I really appreciate you um, coming on this episode of my podcast. Of course. Congratulations on the new album, album number four, which is awesome. Insane, dude. can't believe we've been in the game this long. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about, right? Because yeah. when you start off as a band and you and you get into that and you've reached them before, like you still have those holy shit, we're we're doing it moments. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. It's like maybe they change a little bit. They go from like holy shit, we're we're still doing it. You know, like you look back to a first tour, leaving uh, leaving our house in like a eight passenger van with six of us going out on a five week tour to. You know, play thirty shows or something, and you—we didn't even have an EP out. You know, we don't even know how we got on the tour. We have no business being out there. and Here we are, ten years later, like looking back on everything. Like, oh my god, we've done so much.
0: That's such a long time, too. Yeah, dude. As I said the press release. Um, is I don't know if you've seen it, but it says that your your th- was it thunder and rain amongst like a sea of cookie cutter bands or something. So there's a <laughs> so there's a lot so of hype. Soon that's awesome when like with this album and with being out 10 years i mean i've got to ask it's a weird time for the world at the moment right like how do you how do you cut through with so much going on and people paying attention to so much stuff Uh, dude i mean we didn't
1: write this album with the intention of you know like A pandemic happening it didn't it wasn't written during that it was written before it and just maybe we caught the the tail end of it a little bit with uh when i was finishing my vocals but i wasn't writing about a pandemic and we weren't planning on this at all so it's like we just wrote an album that we wanted to make like like, genuinely i honestly some like i i go in and out of even listening to heavy music. Sometimes I'm just so burnt out on it after being in it for 10 years and I'm just like I listen to stuff outside of the genre so much and then um every now and then a, a a band will come through that I just absolutely fall in love with. A lot of those bands ends up being on the same label as as us which is so cool, but but yeah, so I just we just wrote what we wanted to hear,
0: you know? Yeah. yeah which i think is awesome because like we're gonna hit a thing right we're a year from now two years from now everyone's gonna have a pandemic record yeah for sure and it's gonna be like the how we survived the apocalypse album theme and that's gonna be not fun
1: (laughs) yeah exactly
0: (laughs) well you were saying that um you know you started off on those first tours all packed into a van sort of not knowing what the hell you were doing there 10 years on like When you look at business now and getting into the industry, what was that sort of learning curve like for you guys? It was huge.
1: All you do is make mistakes when you're in a a young band. All you like, I look back and knowing what I know now about everything, I look at every every decision we made. I'm like, I would do that different. I would do that different. I would do that (laughs) different. It's insane. There's almost none that I would i would back you know it's crazy but somehow it just it can work out even even with making wrong like wrong decisions the whole time as long as you just stick with it
0: what's the thing the hardest thing for for you to stick with like if you make a decision and you're like fuck we've got to stick with this now
1: uh signing to a label with a four-year deal yeah (laughs) yeah or not a four-year deal but a four record deal with four records is basically a lot of times a band's like history if you put out one record even every two years that's eight years of being in a band if you put it out every three years you're looking at even longer you know
0: yeah because it's it's an interesting thing right where like if a band gets an offer or or any sort of artist or you know of like that length and you think yes stability this is awesome and but i guess as it plays out over time you start to think oh maybe this wasn't the best decision
1: yeah totally especially when you're young and you don't have any connections and all of a sudden you know, you just think that once you sign to a label, that everything changes, and you're all of a sudden going to be a big band. And it just couldn't be further
0: from the truth. You know, you just
1: yeah, it takes so much
0: more than that. Have you had your kind of like we've made it moment, like where someone's come up to you and been like, "Hey, will you sign my baby?" Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you. I think that I don't. I don't know if that moment ever happens really for anybody. I don't know if that moment exists because uh there's always a new goal and you don't even realize you're making the goal until it happens or until you're past it and you're like wow like when you're in high school you just want to get together with some like the goal is so low it's i just want to play music with my friends and you're playing music with your friends and then mm-hmm. when you're playing music with your friends we just want to play shows you start playing local shows uh, it would be so sick to have our own recording boom get your first ep recorded oh, it'd be so cool to open a big show for, you know, say, wage war or something that's coming through my town. Boom, you meet the right person, you get buzz in your scene, you start playing locally, boom, now you're opening that big show. And like, it just keeps going. You just want to go on tour. You just want to record a full length. You just want to get signed. You know, it, it just it keeps going. It never ends, you know.
0: That's I mean, that's a cool thing though, right? Because you don't want to get sort of like 10 years in and be like, well I guess we've done this. I'll go off and do something else now.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I checked all the boxes I wanted to do
0: time to bail out Yeah, right because that's the thing I think when you're doing an album um, And you know you're doing your first one You know the kind of boxes that you want to check and you establish that sound and stuff but when you're hitting album number four and like you said before, you would listen to a lot of different music. How do you balance that sort of? Let's be the same band that we've always been, but evolve a step further to you know express the fact that like we've grown up and we've been right. through a shitload.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a tough thing to do. It's a it's a tough balance. It's a tough line to to ride uh, because you know you are still concerned about what your fans are going to think and are they going to think we changed too much? Or are they going to think we didn't change enough and we put out the same record where uh, really, so these guys are stagnant now? But, like, in reality, you just have to do whatever you want to do as a Mm. band. And if you do that, the right people are going to come along with you.
0: And I mean, it comes with the caveat that, like, you're not going to necessarily do a Bring Me the Horizon, right? And reinvent yourselves as a pop band.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, we have no intention of that. And I had that that conversation with our uh, former manager a while back because we wanted to, you know, change our sound and get a little bit out of just heavy shredding riffs and just start to care a little bit more about the songwriting. And you know, we talked about that, like how slowly should you how slowly should you make that progression between changing your sound? And we you know we talked about Bring Me the Rising and we were like I was like, yeah, but look what they did. They they put out, you know, they were a death core band and it took them, you know, three or four records to all of a sudden become this pop band that they wanted to become. And, and, he said, his response was, um, yeah, but where would they and I was like, look how big they are now. And he said, yeah, well, imagine if they did it. Imagine if they just did it sooner. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like, maybe, maybe it would have been, maybe they should have just done a hard change earlier if they, if they wanted to do, but maybe the gradual change helped them. Maybe it didn't. I don't
0: know. It's hard to tell do you feel like now cuz this is a career right at this point that you're thinking about those things more than maybe like you wanted to when you start off cuz when we start off it's all about like just creating and doing it for the love of it right but all yeah. of a sudden it becomes a business and it becomes something you've really got to think about i think for us
1: it it's i think we all have things going on outside of the band and I don't think that any of us in the band necessarily look at the band as our career, um, mm-hmm. and I think we're fortunate for that because I think a lot of people do, and we do treat it like a business. But we've been so DIY and so like the uh, the band is like just barely gotten by financially the whole time, you know. So we've never seen money as individuals from Kingdom of Giants. There's been like maybe two tours. Where we decided we would start paying, uh, and by the end of the tour, I think we we each got like 300 bucks or something like that, and that happened on two tours ever before. We were like, "Yo, we actually need that." If that instead of you know, if we want to bring our band to the next level, we can't just go out as a five piece and that's it, and pay ourselves 300 bucks in the tour. We need to bring out a sound guy to bring our sound to the next level. We won't need to bring out a photographer, or videographer, if we want to stay on track with socials and help keep the content going. So yeah, we can't take any of this money. So, you know, with the bigger you get, the more expenses you get. And I know plenty of bands that are crushing it financially and make plenty of money, but it's, we're just, we've never been that band. Hopefully that changes um, soon, but it's weirdly been a blessing because We've only ever done it for the creative aspect, and just for it to be our creative outlet. Where we do this because we love making music. We're not doing it to make money. Still.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, that is like the story of the scene, right? For so many yeah. different bands. Oh yeah when you're talking about the social thing and because you know the pandemic is everywhere and we can't not talk about it it's just, even though it's like driving us all slowly fucking mental yeah and but everyone's kind of switched to being an online band right essentially mm, totally. so like what's that been like for you guys especially doing an album release it's been strange Um uh, we
1: i think are falling kind of right in the middle to where we weren't the first band to drop an album right in the beginning, we had plans to drop it in July and we had a couple months to go. Let's not, let's not do this in July anymore. Let's push this back. Let's try to push it to when we think we'll be able to tour again. And then, you know, in March, we were, hopefully everyone was thinking we were going to be good in June and in June, we thought we were going to be good in July and it just kept going. And here we are in October with no foreseeable touring in the future we have no idea when i mean now people are saying maybe summer of 2021 maybe but so it's like well we can't wait forever it's already been three years um we need to we need to do something here you know
0: yeah the thing i love about it and i'm not sure if it's the same for you but the, like the albums that are coming out like silverstein have got their new album coming out and for me it's cool because like that really reinforces like that importance of like, art and yeah. the fact that we just need it to take a breath and sometimes just help get on with life a bit more. Yeah, totally. And it's been such a big thing. So like I'm, I'm in the UK, right. And there's this whole thing about like no, no longer funding arts and that stuff. And I think we're slowly, this is like getting existential, but slowly kind of learning about how to re-embrace that, like the importance of those things in our lives. Yeah. Yep. So with, with passenger, I mean, one of the things I'm real curious about when you're like writing an album, what's the kind of thing that you, you sort of hit your head up against the wall the most? It's
1: um, writing the songs with six people, seven people when uh, you're including a producer uh, agreeing on things because a song is just a, a million ideas getting put together and a million different opinions from six different people who all, are right you know there's no you know music has always been subjective it's it's no one can say if this is a good song or a bad song because to somebody it could be good and somebody it could be bad and it's it's all opinion based so like knowing that this is our fourth album this is a staple for us this is a very important record it's make or break and then Mm. having six people say i want it this way and someone else says i want it this way and and solidifying the song to 100% and saying, okay, this is what's getting submitted, no more changes. And it's just like, that's probably the craziest thing, being like, I guess that's how it's going to go. You don't always get exactly your way either, you know?
0: Is there like a process for you guys where you've had, say, and I'm just making this up, but like sort of 20 demos, 30 demos, and you sort of end up pulling together the ones that you all sort of agree on the most?
1: Yeah, and I think that it, it doesn't necessarily happen to where we have, 30 or 40 completed songs and Mm. we're like these are the best ones i know some bands do that for sure they'll they'll have finished songs and then they'll have you know they'll be like all right these are our best 10 or 12 let's go with these for us it's more like we start we write and we write as many as we can and um we kind of can tell when the song is going if it's gonna make it or not so we probably have you know 10 or 15 songs that got started that maybe got halfway through or three quarters of the way through or, or even some just get completed where you're just like these other ones the other ones took priority because we knew they were gonna be better. So we just they kind of just get abandoned. So but I mean maybe those riffs will come back. I think even recently we we're going through emails of old demos we were sending around and we we're like, dude, that breakdown kind of slapped. Like maybe we should bring that back on the next one, you know? Yeah.
0: It's like there's always space for like EPs and deluxe editions and all that kind of shit totally, right? where you can yeah. bring those songs in.
1: Yeah, we're hoping to do something like that. We've never
0: done a deluxe reissue of anything, so it'd be mm-hmm. a really
1: cool thing to do for this one, add a couple songs, you know.
0: When you're like, looking at pulling all those songs together, because one of the things I love about like your albums and stuff is that real sense of, of storytelling and sort of cohesion the whole way through. I mean, what's that like in terms of going like, this is first and, and working someone through a kind of journey?
1: Yeah, it's kind of, uh, you know, they all are written with intention of being cohesive, um, but like um, the, um, I feel like the, like we don't really, we don't really come up with the, the flow of the album until most of the songs are there and are written, you know, it's one of the last things mm-hmm. that we do and you can kind of tell when you're writing like where the, you're going to want this song to be on the album. But once we had all 10 or 12 songs laid out, that's when it's fun to like open up a session, like a pro tool session or whatever you use and kind of drop them in there and just listen to them and like kind of put them in an order that you feel like would be good. Bring it to the table to the guys. They listen to it a bunch and have some suggestions. We move some things around and then like eventually you get, you sit back and you're able to listen to the whole thing. You're like that flows perfectly. Let's
0: roll with that. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Because when you're doing lyrics and and that kind of thing, right, does it get easier over time to be more vulnerable, or is it harder because you sort of have to dig deeper into things you haven't talked about before? Does that make sense? It's, yeah, totally. It can
1: get harder to come up with new lyrics um, because, I mean, four records deep, you're 40 songs deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to write about, like almost just like traumatic stuff and because i feel like it can help other people that have maybe gone through it and they hear it and they feel like someone else has been through the same thing as me and they've gone through it so i can get through it too so i I really like to and especially when we have like a little bit of a platform i like to feel like i have a good message and there's a little bit of purpose and i'm not just up there screaming about fucking whatever pizza or something you know what i mean so yeah um, uh so like yeah it's important it's important and uh it it was it gets harder but things continue to happen in your life so i can write about the things that have happened in the past three years or um you know johnny is our new bass player vocalist and he wasn't in the band before and he's also a vocalist so we had him to tap into for writing too he wrote all his parts so he would even start a song sometimes, and I'd be like, boom, that's what this song's about. I can write off that for sure. So um, having that new member with a whole new set of like um, lyrical content was very helpful.
0: Yeah, awesome. And just before I let you go, like when you're working on songs for a while, then the album comes out, you tour them. Is it weird kind of like picking up a song that you've written maybe like two years ago or whatever, and then playing that out and sort of going through all of that? emotion and reliving that thing or do you find there's a kind of distance between it and it's no, you know, you're just I, going out
1: you No, know, for sure it's, it's a weird connection because uh specifically there's a song we have called motif and uh i i say the line i've been so scared of getting older pushing 27 with nothing to show and i uh, i was pushing 27 which means i was 26 when i wrote that line and i'm 32 now
0: I'm
2: like, mm-hmm.
1: holy shit! You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you're like, fuck! Life doesn't end at thirty. Oh my god! No,
1: it does not. It's like, dude, I'm halfway through thirty-two right now. I'm just like, oh my god, dude! 12, Twenty-six. I thought I knew. I thought I knew everything. You know?
0: Yeah. Do you feel like you're gonna age out of that one and just be like, you know, I've got to change this lyric?
1: I know, right? I live. I'm gonna be screaming. I'm pushing forty now. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll see that's awesome dude I really appreciate your time thanks so much for hanging out
1: yeah man I appreciate this this was great
0: awesome have a good day man alright take care bye that was my conversation with Donna Willicks vocalist for kingdom of giants here on the more than punk podcast if you liked that episode of the podcast and i hope that you did please hit that subscribe or follow button and tell a friend maybe even tweet about it i don't know but any support goes a really long way this is one of the new tracks from kingdom of giants latest album passenger and it's called wayfinder you're on the more than punk podcast